Welcome to Rama for Today. We used to have, you know, what we call the voice of healing, all the healing ministers of America together. So I'm sure of this. By talking to them, some of those evangelists felt like I'm so superior and I've become so spiritual, you see, that, that, that God don't require me what he does everybody else. But that's the reason some of them died prematurely. If you don't judge yourself. Now, here's what he told me. Judge himself on love, first of all. Walk in love towards his fellow minister and fellow man. Second, judge himself on money. You can't just be in the ministry for money. You can't put money first. We've got to have money. Don't misunderstand me. But you can put the wrong emphasis on money and become covetous and greedy and, and miss it. And then third, judge himself on his diet. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan starts his timeless teaching entitled, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. Romans 8, chapter the 14th and 16th verses. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And then the 16th verse, the Spirit itself, or Himself, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And then Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Or one translation reads, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Those days they had candles and lamps. I suppose if we was writing that today in modern vernacular, we'd say the spirit of man is the electric light bulb of the Lord. That'd be as close as anyway. In other words, that just simply means that God will enlighten us and will guide us through our spirits. Now I'll be perfectly honest with you. I never have understood why folks didn't know this. Maybe I learned it early. Maybe I had an advantage. And I'm, I'm not talking about now. You see, sometimes people have said to me, well, yeah, you know things because, you know, you stand the minister of the prophet, but, but you don't know that even though you stand the minister of the prophet unless the anointing is there to reveal it to you. I'm not talking about you know, the prophet, the Bible would say the voice of the Lord, he would say, the word of the Lord came unto me saying. Now that's a different thing entirely. I know from experience because I've been both places. That's a different thing entirely. The word of the Lord coming unto the prophet speaking to him and the inward witness that we have in our own spirits and the still small voice that we have in our own spirits and even the spirit of God speaking to our own spirits in a little more authoritative voice. I guess maybe I got started off and, and, and learned to listen. As, as a teenager on the bed of sickness, learned to listen to my own spirit. And I can remember after I was baptized at the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues, and uh, was excommunicated by the Baptist, I came over and accepted the pastorate of a little full gospel church in the black land of north central Texas. And I remember one day, now I was just a 21 year old boy, you see. 
And uh, I was over 15 miles away to another town. I was over on business and I went by to see the, the pastor over there. And I didn't know anything was up, you see. I mean, but he was loading up his furniture on a trailer that he'd rented to pull behind his car and was moving, changing churches. I, well, I thought maybe, you see, when I moved there, because they didn't have a parsonage, they just, the church just rented a house. I thought maybe they was moving, you know. And so when I went by and stopped my car and got out, you know, and shook hands with him and greeted him, and I, you know, I said, well, where are you moving? I thought he was moving somewhere else in town. He said, I'm moving to Houston, down south, Texas, you know, down where Houston is on the Gulf almost. <laughs> well, immediately on the inside of me, I'm not talking about a voice, I'm talking about a witness. I knew he was missing it. But you don't tell somebody that's old enough to be your daddy and you're just 21-year-old kid, you know, that you're missing it. Besides that, I don't want to assume that responsibility anyhow. Are you listening to it? Now, now, I think a lot of times people have a witness and then they'll go tell somebody, the Lord told me to tell you. He didn't tell you to tell it just because you had a witness. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Unless... The authoritative voice. I don't even mean the voice of your own spirit. The still small voice talking to you. Unless that authoritative voice spoke to you and told you to go tell somebody. Now don't misunderstand me. Right on the other hand, I remember we were there. I, I was at a certain place and I, I went by to see a, a new church building. Actually, Revival Center that this evangelist was building. He's an evangelist, all right, but he's still going to van life. But he's still going out to the Revival Center. He'll have other folks to help him and... And, you know, they just sort of got the wall, they're putting the walls up and the steel's up, you know. And so you can tell something about how big it is. Quite a large place, seat to several, well, three, four thousand people. And uh, so he showed me through how it was and all. And I got in my car and he got in his car when the Spirit of the Lord said to me, now not my spirit, the Holy Ghost. He almost turned to look in the back seat, see somebody's back there, said, you go tell him he's not going to live much longer. Now see, he said, you go tell him. He's not going to live much longer. Unless he judges himself. See, I don't care if you are a healing preacher and got miracles happening under you. You see, you, you've got to abide by the same principles all the rest of us abide by. I think some folks in the ministry think, you know, that God's got a different set of rules for them. I think sometimes, I'm sure of this. I'm sure of this. We used to have, you know, what we call the voice of healing. All the healing ministers of America together were something. I'm sure of this. By talking to them, some of those evangelists felt like I'm so superior and I've become so spiritual, you see, that, that, that God don't require me what he does everybody else. But that's the reason some of them died prematurely. If you don't judge yourself. Now, here's what he told me. Judge himself on love, first of all. Walk in love towards his fellow minister and fellow man. Second, judge himself on money. You can't just be in the ministry for money. You can't put money first. We've got to have money. Don't misunderstand me. But you can put the wrong emphasis on money and become covetous and greedy and, and miss it. And then third, judge himself on his diet. No, God don't want you to eat like a hog or live like a hog either. Amen. I mean, divine healing is right, but you can shorten your life. Amen. Are you listening to it? And yet, right on the other hand, that don't mean that you go to the other extreme to get over here on all these diet fads and on, trying to regulate everybody's diet, you know, and extreme on that thing. 
Seems like it's just, oh, just difficult for people to stay out of the ditch on one side or the other. <laughs> Let's go down the middle of the road. What do you say? Amen. Did you hear me? Amen. Well, the man didn't judge himself. In three years' time, he's dead. Now, on another occasion, I, I, I'm, I'm illustrating something to you now, you see. On another occasion, and this, that was the prophet's minister operating, see. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to come back to this fellow moving in a minute. I haven't forgot about him. I didn't have any word. I had a witness. Just like any Christian can have. Well, on another occasion, now, now the word, uh, and I prophesied this, and I'll get into this when we get into, into prophecy and its place. And, uh, and God said in this prophecy that a certain minister who stood at the forefront of the healing ministry with the ministry of the prophet and so on within two years' time would be dead. Told me exactly when he'd go. At the end of 65, before 66, he'll come, he shall be gone. He'll make a false step. I still have it. Satan shall destroy his life, but his soul shall be saved. The fruit of his ministry will follow him. He didn't tell me to go warn him, so I didn't go. I knew who it was exactly. I was preaching a convention with him, but I didn't go warn him because God never told me to say a word to him. Just because I had that word didn't mean God wanted me to go. Are you listening? Now, Brother Gordon Lindsay said, you know, editor of the Christ, of, you know, Christ for the Nation magazine now, Three times during the next year, see that was 64, two years ahead of time that I had promised, but in 65, he was praying about, uh, with, with more than one were praying, but Brother Lindsay and others, and a woman who was really a prophetess. And they were praying about their missionary work and praying about Israel. And suddenly she blurted out, go warn Brother so-and-so, he's going to die. He's walking in the way of Dowie. Well, he let it get by him the first time. About three months later, they were praying about some of the missionary work, and suddenly she blurted out, Go warn brother so-and-so, he's going to die. So this second time, Brother Lindsay bought an airplane, well, phoned, located him, said, I've got something to say to you. I don't need to say it on the phone. I must talk to you in person. Well, come on, I'll be here. So he got a round-trip plane ticket at his own expense and flew to the place and when he got there he's gone. Somebody come along and said this, go hunting. So he went hunting. Up in the mountains, going to be gone five days. Well, Brother Lindsay can't sit there five days. And, and of course he was just as natural. He's a great man of God, but he's still human like the rest of us. And you would have said the same and I did too. He thought, well, dear Lord, if he's no innocent in that, just let him die, I'll go home. <laughs> and you just feel that way almost sometimes, don't you, huh? I mean, you got an appointment set up with a man, you see, and, and then he goes, well, Again, the third time in praying with these people, this lady who was a prophetess said, just spoke out loud, said, go warn brother so-and-so, he's going to die. Well, he phoned around, located him again, bought a plane ticket, round trip at his own expense, and he pretty well knew he was going to be there because he's in services speaking every day. So he got there, and he told me personally, he said, with tears, he said, I began to talk to him, and I saw he wouldn't listen to me. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We have a wonderful offer uh, this month. Uh, your, um, well, it's actually a collection of sermons by you and your dad. Yeah. 
called ministering to your family. You know, family, honey, is very, very oh, important yes. to us. Very important to us, yeah. You know, uh, the, the, uh, the titles here are, are uh, On the Matter of a Mate by Dad and then Ministering to Our Own World. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be, I think that one's by me. And then you go to the role of a Christian father in here. And that's going to be by, that's one I did. Yes. And then uh, uh, Surrounding Your Teenager with Faith and Love, that's Dad, Kenneth E. Hagan. And, and then uh, the last one, how, how to Win Your Unsaved Loved Ones. Is the, is the last one, and that's that's Dad. So these are these are teachings that we have done, and they put them together, that's made right. ministering to your family. It is a really really good book. It's a good informational In fact, book. Somebody was I just recently we were somewhere, and somebody was saying, you know, we just I, I just read that book and said it really it really helped me to know how to minister to my family. That's right. And a DVD by me called Facing Your Goliath. Yeah. And I'll just tell you, help you to know how to face your Goliath. Right. And, you know, one of the key things that we need to do is avoiding the trap of offense. Yeah. And that's three CDs by you. Right. And that's for a gift of $35 or more. Right. So we just encourage you to go and take advantage of that. Call toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.